0: Shut
1: up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter, at The Bold Leaders, and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans, with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire, Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. Well, welcome to Bold Leadership, Episode Forty Two: Why Mentorship Matters. And before we get started, it was a crazy weekend in college football. Um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but man, there was some great leadership happening on the football field for a lot of teams this weekend. So, if you watched it, I hope you took more away from the game than just the game itself. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's usually there if you'll watch, um, no matter
0: you know, regardless of what sport you're watching. There's some great stuff in the World Series too, and it's yep. had, had an epic. Extra inning ball game last night in the World Series. And of course, Houston went up three to two. Sorry for our LA fans out there, but <laughs> but uh, it's it's really there's lessons everywhere we want to look. There's lessons.
1: There if, was if we're, if we're looking for. And even in the in the game, I was it Friday night where the incident happened yeah. uh, that we don't need to talk about too much. But you know whether you like the decision or not, at least leadership did something. Yeah. They didn't wait. They took they. They took action. There's a lot of discussion whether the right action or wrong action, but my point is, they made a decision and executed a punishment for silly behavior.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know, and we then we ex, we experienced a similar thing. Um, you know, of course, Dave is aware of this, but we, well, I've been part of a radio yep. broadcast crew for several years, and we do high school sports and the little game we were covering Friday night. There were. Was a young man that, was, that had team rule that if you get an unsportsmanlike or a um, or a uh, unnecessary roughness penalty, any kind of fifteen yard penalty revolving around behavior or your actions, then you have to push the sled a hundred yards. The next practice, well, this young young man got three of those in one game, which kind of begs the question: Why was he still in there? But anyway, he got three, <laughs> but he got three. So when it came time, um, For him to do his his punishment, he said, I'm not doing it. And the coach said, Wow. Coach said, Well, that's okay. You're not playing. He goes, Well, it's senior night. You can't hold me out of senior night. And he says, Well, yeah, I can. Push the sled or you're not playing. He said, Well, I'm not pushing the sled. He said, Well, check your stuff in. So that happened last week, like on Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday of last week. This is the opposing team that we were playing. And I happen to know their head coach well, and because of all the years we've covered, so he was. So we're out there in pregame warm-up, Dave, and this head coach comes walking up and he goes, I just had nine seniors quit. And I said, What? He goes, Well, I guess they technically didn't quit. They came in and told me that if I didn't let their buddy play tonight, that none of them were playing. And he said, and, and I told him, Well, I guess none of you are playing. <laughs> so, Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. But- so it's it's an opportunity to show, you know, there's consequences for your actions. There's no special treatment for any one person. And and the coach hated to do it. Um, but he had no choice. You know, there's there's times in life where you gotta stand up. Yep. And that was one of those times. It was a defining moment as
1: we It call was it. a mentoring moment, right? Yeah, so these young men made a decision, the coach stuck to his guns like he should have, yep. and they will learn lessons from that for the rest of their lives. Which they're is good. Regret it. I
0: guarantee yeah, you're regretting
1: absolutely. it. Absolutely. They're, they're regretting it right now.
0: But can you imagine coming back to your 10, 15, 20, 30 twenty, thirty-year class reunion? And for those of us that are old enough to have done all those years and more, um, you know, you you tend to sit around and talk about, laugh about old times, and that'll that's going to follow them forever. Now, yeah. yeah it's, so it's it's very sad. I mean, I hate to see that stuff happen, but I was very very proud of the coach and the staff for for standing firm in their beliefs and in their and in in what they said were the rules for their team.
1: Well, they did the right thing, and yep. that goes to the, that goes to men- mentorship is a yep. foundation. For leadership development and growth. And this was a leadership development and growth opportunity for these young men um, to move forward. Now, we're going to talk a little bit differently about it. We're going to talk about how the formalized mentorship program in the United States military has helped us grow and pass it along once we moved away from the service and started serving in the public sector. Um, So my first question for you is who was your most influential mentor? Gosh, you know that's that's that.
0: There's a commercial right now where they've got the I think it's J.D. Powers and Associates where they're holding the trophy and they've got buddies all around them saying, so "I pick which one is the best." And you're like, "Do I have to do that?" So it's one of those <laughs> moments for me. I've had I've had several mentors in my life. I if if I if I was absolutely forced to pick one, it'd probably be Bob Ryan, who's a senior NCO um, that mentored me in so many ways. Um, I mean, it's in, it's immeasurable, but what Bob taught me besides how to be a good airman and how to be a good operator and how to do my job was a good mentor really teaches you how to navigate the rapids of life, you know? And what I mean by that is if you're ever floating in a, in a boat or a small canoe and you look up and you see rapids, it gets a little bumpy, right? And so the rapids of life, uh, are tough sometimes. And, um, uh, Sergeant Ryan was that guy that uh, taught me how to keep perspective and how to keep pushing forward when you're going through the Rapids. Or as he like to say, the best way to get out of Rapids is to paddle your bottom off. You know, he didn't use those words, but to, pad him, to paddle <laughs> your bottom off and, uh, and just keep going. And so, yeah, I mean, Bob Ryan would definitely be uh, my guy. Um, there's Chris Street, there's Terry Sivage, there's Colonel Carstensen, there's I mean, there's there's several others, but... If I had to just pick the one, it would be, it'd be Bob Ryan.
1: So, Bob Ryan, so I'm going to tell you a story that you might, I might surprise you on this. You might be a little bit surprised from this, but it's Dave Greer. It's pretty easy to remember his name, and he always taught me, be a duck, Now, believe it or not, some 15, 20 years ago, I was on fire, (laughs) Uh, and and I could fix anything, and there wasn't a problem too big that I wasn't going to put myself in front of. Give me more. Give me more. And we're deployed to the Middle East, and Dave Greer, Colonel Dave Greer, was uh, our commander, our DO at home, and he was our DO deployed, and we had an incident. And I popped off and said things I shouldn't have said. Um, And he took that moment to sit me down and and have a discussion about my frustration and my focus in life. And it was a life-changing moment. And it's funny because I was wrong um, in the way I behaved. My thoughts weren't wrong, but the way I handled it was wrong, if that makes sense, right? Uh, Very rude, inappropriate, unprofessional. But what's funny is... Fast forward, I'm now the commander back at Tinker of a training squadron, and I'm, I'm running on the running trail at Tinker. And guess who I run into? Oh, yeah. Retired Colonel Dave Greer. Funny
0: how that works. And I stopped,
1: <laughs> and I stopped, and I gave him a hug, and I said, Thank you. Yeah. And he goes, What are you talking about? I'm like, You have no idea the influence you had on my life at that time yeah. when things were tough and I was okay. frustrated, and you took the time yeah. to have a conversation, yeah. right? It wasn't, he didn't tear me apart. He didn't try to ruin my career. He sat me down and goes, Hey, Let's talk about what's going on. Why are you doing this? Teachable and, moment. Right. I mean. No, I had to do a little bit extra work around the squadron, which sure, was sure, perfectly sure. fair and, sure. and reasonable, but that was one of those defining moments in my life as an officer. You know, and and I like, I, one of the things I love about Dave
0: and I's um, partnership, there's many, but one of them is that I was an enlisted man, and so we have the, what I really think is the best of both worlds to where, yeah. you because there is distinctions between the two other than just you know pay grade and and rank and you know we we talk all the time about the greatest gift a the greatest gift a uh, young officer can get is <laughs> to have somebody assign Absolutely. a senior NCO to them and say just shut up and, and listen to this guy. <laughs> and what are we doing when they do that? They're mentoring. They're and training,
1: they're right? Training, they're teaching. They're, mentoring. they're the they're yeah. the old seasoned person understands how things work and you know what's scary and I I hate to interrupt you but this is I mean you're pulling at my heartstrings right now you know that senior NCO is no different than that senior plant worker on the line that's been there for years and you get the new executive that comes in that thinks he knows everything and is trying to change the way the line works and and he's gonna get somebody killed
0: well you're exactly right I mean I think the you know in in the military you know as an enlisted person when you're assigned to a new duty station what's the first person they assign you a sponsor and that sponsor's job, besides to just welcome you to the base and help you kind of know where stuff is, is they're there to really mentor you and to help you. Um, you know, it's just a it's a very unique structure that, you know, we've, we've racked our brains. We know there's some private companies out there that have mentorship programs. Yep. We know that. But we'd like to see them, kind of a personal mission of Dave and I's is to, to see those grow, that grow throughout smaller, mid size, and even larger uh, companies in a much grander scale because your your productivity by implementing a effective, well thought out mentorship program, your productivity will skyrocket when you have those things. It's unbelievable. So just you know, mentorship's so, so critical to development and to profitability. It's 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 unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that that is a fact. Um, and one of our goals with Exon and what we're doing with the podcast and everything else is to give you opportunities to, A, understand our perspective and maybe help you with challenges you have. I don't know how many young people have told me, you know, I need a mentor. And, and yeah. that's the next question I'm going to ask is, how do I get a mentor when there's no mentorship program in the company? Mm-hmm. How who, who can I go talk to? And I'm going to tell you right now, you reach out to whoever will listen and go, hey, I need some help. Yeah. I want to learn from you. Will you take me in and help teach me how things work? I mean, that's probably the most effective way. What do you think about that? What well, are your I thoughts? I agree with that,
0: and I will tell you, there's a lot of folks out there that would love the opportunity to mentor young people. Just because we, as we just previously said, um, there's not a lot of companies that have formal mentoring pl- programs. That doesn't mean there's a shortage of mentors out there. No. They're everywhere. I mean, I know some of the some of the greatest growth I've ever received was when I was serving in a mentor role to somebody else, because you, it's just incredible. You know, now you've got to be open to, uh, new thoughts and new, new processes and a new way of thinking. And, you know, if you're, if you want to grow, become a mentor, if you fall into that category, because they're going to teach you as much as you're going to teach them. It's just different things that you're receiving. But I believe that if you're looking for a mentor, great places to find him are look for successful people in your industry. I mean, they're everywhere out there. You probably belong to trade groups or industry groups of some sort, and um, go find the person that you want to be like. I mean, you know, I can remember in the in the private sector sitting around, and I was at this sales meeting. I was a young upstart uh, sales executive, and boy, was really wanting to take on the world, but. I didn't really have the first clue how to do that. I just knew I wanted to do it. And uh, my first mentor in the private sector, um, Pat Cooper stood up and he started talking and blew me away. I thought, gosh, I want to be, I want to be that, (laughs) you know? And I just went up to Pat and I asked him point blank. I didn't say, will you be my mentor? I don't think I really even knew what that was at that time, that term, um, at that point in my life. But I think I went up and said, you know, can I pick your brain? And that led to can we talk once a week or can we, you know, and, and he was so generous and so giving of his time and of his of his knowledge and, and sometimes of his kicks in the bottom when I needed it. But, you know, so they're, they're out there. I think, you know, you just got to go look for them. And, if, and uh, uh, there are definitely a lot of folks out there that want to help people.
1: There are. And, and you brought up something that was very, very, very important for mentors to hear. And that is be open, right? Um, You will learn as much from your mentee as you teach them. If you're open to new ideas and if you're willing to listen, because I think we both had the experience with younger people. We, we get asked a question, how to solve a problem. We go, why don't you show us a way to solve the problem? And they do something we would have never thought of ever, which exponentially (laughs) improves the business. You're like, why didn't I think of that? But this young person is killing it because you gave them an opportunity to go and do. And if they fail, it's a teaching moment. They learned, right? I mean, you go, yeah. okay, so you did this. How did it make you feel? What happened? So being a mentor, you got to be open
0: both ways. You do. And mentoring's a lot like raising kids, which I've always said, you know, my job as my children's father is to hopefully not let them screw up so bad that they couldn't recover. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've got to let them go out and get their nose bloodied and fall down and have disappointments and have failures and have successes and have shining moments also. And you need to stand back on the sideline and allow them to experience all that stuff because that's what life is. It's full of successes, failures, disappointments, joy, sadness, anger, Absolutely. happiness. I mean, it's full of all those emotions. So I think, you know, if, if we'll allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough as a mentor and as a mentoree, then beautiful things can occur. And they do they, they do but you've got to really check your own ego and you've got to and you've got to check your your preconceived ideas at the door
1: um, to get the most out of that relationship for both parties well you made another interesting point as you always do and your wisdom just always makes me smile but raising anything in life whether it's a new employee whether it's a child or whatever you have to you have to let them skin their knees yeah. you cannot tie them down, and and put so many limits on they can't get anything done because they never learn. And then they're just a robot. They're going to do exactly what you said, the way you said to do it, and they're never going to grow as a human being and as an individual.
0: Never. You know, we've got a real-world example. Dave, Dave's very aware of yeah. Another one of our sons is leaving today for the United States Air Force, which we could not be more proud of. Um, I mean, that is the – in our family, our younger son – our older son, who went in first, I should say – um, somebody asked him, you know, what he was doing. He said, well, I'm, I'm in the Air Force. That's our family business. I thought, man, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love that. Um, and, you know, so obviously the service is extremely important in our household. But last night we had a gathering of some of Michael's mentors, friends, just people who love and care about him. And, And when everybody was coming up to my wife and I and hugging on us and I was you know, we're good. I mean, you know, yeah, we're going to miss him, uh, but we're handing him off to the, to the greatest fighting force the world knows. And we're, and we have so much confidence in that organization Um, and he's ready, you know, he's had failures, he's had successes, he's, he's messed up, he's done outstanding, he's done all those things. But all those little experiences add up to a young man or a young person um, that's ready. And whether it's the military or it's going to college or it's starting your career or it's changing careers and going to a new position or it's leaving the the, the what many people call the you know the security of a job to go start your own business. Of course, I'll always argue that a job is the most unsecure un- thing you could ever be in. But but anyway, bottom line. Um, no matter what it is or what stage you're in life those experiences prepare you for what lies ahead and you know we, we have a lot of confidence and a lot of pride proud, excuse me a lot of pride as it pertains to Michael as he starts his journey and, and most importantly last night when when he was thanking everybody for coming you know he he said this no fewer than five times he said I'm ready I'm ready I mean he was he's just ready and that, that gives you as a parent, a lot of confidence. You know, when your kiddo looks at you and says, I'm ready, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm ready to do this. <laughs> you know, that's a good thing. So, so, you know, all these different things prepare you and, um, our job sometime. And this is a key thing, Dave, as a mentor, there is a shelf life on being a mentor. Yep. There, there is a time where your work is done and I've even seen seen the roles change. As weird as that sounds, you know, over years the roles can change, and so it's just a mentorship is extremely powerful, and it's and it's really a great way to give back um, to folks and to help them on their own personal journey. And um, giving back is always the most rewarding thing.
1: So. so you you got into the next question. I was going to ask you, how important do you think it is for people who are successful to pay it forward?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and you nailed I, that. I, I mean, I, but I. I just think that you know we have a responsibility and an obligation to pay it forward. I, I don't I don't think it's a choice you really have. Yeah, I agree. Because even the most arrogant of arrogant people and we've all met them uh, who act like they've never had a drop of help in their entire life, we all know they have. And you can pick the most successful people whether it was financially successful or Or spiritually successful or um, just however you want to measure success. And there's many ways to measure that. Every last one of them has had a mentor that guided them and that helped them and that supported them. So... You know, there's and, and most of us, our first mentor ever are our parents, right? Absolutely. Yep. And and this that, and that brings a key thing. There's good and bad mentors. Uh, <laughs> you can get into a mentorship, and as as the person that maybe reached out, if you get into a mentorship and you realize that this isn't quite what you thought it was, and maybe it doesn't fit what you really were looking for, it's okay to stop the mentorship. You know, um, y- y- it's got to be, and I guess my point of bringing that up is. People will disappoint you sometimes too, and and um, you know. So, if you do have that kind of experience, don't give up. Just go try again. Keep paddling through the rapids, and you'll find the right mentor for you.
1: And and that's imperative. We all give back. That's important. And I'm going to add to this. So, with the state of our country today and where we're headed and what's happening um, and the challenges we face, yeah, you owe it to your nation. Yeah. i'm gonna I'm gonna throw that gauntlet down. you owe it to your nation yeah. to help out. You owe it to your nation to give back. You can't be selfish and hide with your family and not help other people. You got to give back um I think it's the most important thing we can do today, and we need to get back to that philosophy in our nation where we're looking out for each other yep. and helping grow and move forward in the communities um and I think that that is gonna be the biggest challenge moving forward, not the president, not the Congress, not anything else. It's us. us. <laughs> Taking care of our responsibilities in the community.
0: Well, and I think, you know, they're, they're, and, and you said the key word to me in our community, you know, whatever that looks like, whether it's um, your the small town you may live in or a large city, or maybe it's your community at church or synagogue, or maybe it's your church, your your community at your um, uh, place of work or whatever, wherever. But you've got to really zero in, and, and I always get. I'm not disappointed. I guess I'm sad when I hear people say, make comments like we don't have a voice as the American people. We have the voice. And, yeah. and it's the only voice that matters is all of us collectively. And to your point, you know, uh, I think it's sad that saying what you just said could be considered throwing a gauntlet down. You're right about stand, you know, doing something for your nation it's sad that we've gotten to that place. One of Dave and I's personal missions is to change that yep. in our community the way we can. Um, but, you know, it's we should be proud of, of our nation. We should be proud of our friends, those who agree, and, and those who disagree. Um, still the greatest comment I've ever heard was, Let's quit being Republicans and Democrats and let's start being Americans again. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, that's, that's an important thing. And, you know, it's okay to disagree and it's okay to have different opinions. And, um, doesn't mean you have to compromise your personal belief system or your, obviously your integrity, but you need to be professional enough to not immediately go to the lowest common denominator, which seems today world to be screaming, yelling, cursing, you know, blocking people. I mean, we've talked about social media, you know, it's made cowards into John Wayne, you know, where (laughs) they'll say and do things they would never say and do to that person's face if they were standing three feet in front of them. But boy, they're tough as nails when on another continent or they're on the other side of the country or whatever the case may be. But, you know, it's just, you know, we got to get back to being supportive and loving and, and, uplifting to one another instead of just constantly picking sides.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to the initial question we started, why mentorship matters. Yeah. You have your role, you have your obligation as both a young person growing up or a person that needs help to ask for help, and it's a person that can offer the help to give the help back. Yeah. Um, so we're going to throw out a 30-day challenge yeah. to to the, to the bold leadership fan base. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. You're the best. Growing, but, I mean, we appreciate so much you guys spreading the good word. Yeah. That's how we grow and that's how we're able to get our message out to more people. So your 30 day challenge, if you, if you need a mentor, find a mentor and you have to spend 30 days with them. And if you don't have a mentee and you need, need to mentor because that's where you are in your life, then find somebody to help and spend 30 days making their life better and making a difference in our communities. And it'll be amazing what that will do. Uh, absolutely.
0: I mean, it's, it's, you know, momentum is a beautiful thing and, and, and once you start it, it's a lot like an exercise program or if you change the way you eat or if you're trying to stop uh, you know, smoking or dipping or drinking or, or whatever. Um, it's amazing what momentum will do. And if you can do it for just a little window of time, it becomes part of who you are and it's something that you'll never quit doing.
1: Wow. Those are some pretty profound words. So I don't think there's anything else I can say after that because that was a great way to close. So with that, Bold Leadership 42, Why mentorship Matters, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exon.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review.